Bee Brooks. And I'm Allie Bourgeois. Welcome to Yogi and the Bee. Yes, welcome everybody. Thank you for coming back and trying. What's the episode? This is number five. Number five. No way. We are five and alive. Five and dime. Five and dime. So many five phrases. Um, Listen, guys, we could not be more appreciative mm. of your listening years, of your patience, due to our analytical and logistics director, Dali Bourgeois. That's me. That we have had, I mean, this was just yesterday. Things could have changed. But as of yesterday, we had 250 downloads. No way. Shut your mouth. No. Looks like we made it. That was really pretty. I mean, I don't know, guys. We're just going to keep, we're going to keep throwing it at you. Until, yeah, we are. Until yeah, you we tell are. us not to. Um, Please tell us. I mean, I know that listening to podcasts, that there's some haters out there and they could be a little yicky. Don't be a hater. Be a lover. Be a but lover. let us know. Say, you know what? This is real. It has such capabilities, but you're just missing the, you know, the let grit. us know. Yes. We're going to keep, keep at it. Yes. So we are going to kind of, we try to tag team and kind of bring things back together from previous episodes. And speaking of feedback, Allie had some feedback from one of her friends and said that we kind of left her hanging. Yeah. And here's her recording. Hey, I hope this is Allie from Yogi and the Bee. This is Mindy, one of your best fans. And I just wanted to let you know, I was really intrigued when you talked about your brother's um, friend's murder and how much it changed your family. So I was wondering if you might cover that in an episode or partially cover it and get into a little more detail. Thanks. So I think the subject was, we were talking about feeling safe and yes, how you had something pretty tragic happened when you were eight years old. Yeah. 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 What happened? Well, uh, the next door neighbor, Kathy Smiley, was murdered. And um, I, love, I love saying that. But to be serious, she was murdered. And my memory of that is it shook my family. It mm -hmm. shook the whole neighborhood and affected us all and affected the family, of course. But we have researched it beyond my memory. So we have my memory, which I will share to you now, and then we'll share what we have learned from the facts. Yeah. And uh, my memory is that Kathy Smiley and my brother were really, really close. And as at that age, I thought they were going to get married one day. You know how that goes. Yeah, I did that too. With yeah, my brother. you yeah. did. Mm -hmm. And so we spent a lot of time at that house, kind of inseparable. You know how neighbors go, we would have a cookout together and, you know, come over here for dinner tonight. No, come to ours. You had us last time. So... We were just going about life, having a great time, and my memory is 
a cookout in the backyard that my father was making hamburgers and we were waiting on someone. And I'm thinking that Trisha's uh, Smiley and Kathy Smiley's mom was in the backyard and we were kind of wondering where Kathy was. Now that's my memory, guys. And um, the concern, and I can't remember if the police called or if she called 911, not clear. And um, yes, uh, she had been murdered. And what I was told was she was raped and stabbed like 50 times. And she was wrapped up to a fence with barbed wire. So that was like, I mean, the visual. Oh my gosh. So that was my experience. And then the whole experience of living next door to this family was pretty intense because I saw Trisha kind of go downhill, the mom kind of just disappear. And they were such a, a, a full of personality. They had traveled everywhere. Their entire home was like an Asian antique market. I mean, it was just like really cool family. And um, a good bit of time at their house. Sure did. Yeah, sure did. I mean, I could just walk in there and the mom would, you know, fix me something to eat and maybe a Sprite or something. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And I remember Trisha, um, I had to tell my family that she was drinking alcohol probably a couple of, well, a year after the the death is my guess. So what are the facts? So I think you mentioned to me, um, I was going to say off camera, off mic, that during the pandemic, you spent some time researching this just because I think that's kind of when we all started listening to podcasts and this one was kind of fresh on your mind. So because you started listening to Red Handed, where they say, Murder. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they do. So, yes. Yeah, so she found quite a bit online. There seems to be a blog. We'll put the link in our Instagram feed. And then also a short podcast, about 15 minutes long, that we'll also reference that kind of covers it. But basically... What's really weird is today's April 21st, and today is the day she died. That is just the craziest thing. And guys, this is not planned. Yeah. Wow. No, I didn't even. Wow. We've we've printed out the um, blog information and so I can reference it because I, I don't remember quite so much like Allison does. But yeah, so it seems that she... And her sister, um, her parents were separated. And it seems like the dad was a super successful marketing guy with the Gillette men's line. And he had an opportunity to move and a promotion. And I guess that didn't jive so well with the wife. And so the dad was coming in town, I think, from Minnesota to spend some time with his daughter's. Patricia and Kathy at Lake Lanier and Kathy was 16 uh, just recently had gotten her driver's license and she wanted to drive. They met the dad at Denny's for breakfast and then they were going to head North up to Lake Lanier, 85 North. But Kathy decided she wanted to drive separate from her dad 
and sister because she had just gotten her driver's license and wanted to drive her red Volkswagen Beetle by herself and meet them there. And she had to get gas and then she had to go back home and get her swimsuit. And she called her mom to tell her after she separated from her dad and sister that she would be coming back home. I mean, can you imagine what that was? I mean, Oh pay my gosh. Ugh, disgusting Ugh. pay phones. And whoever had change. Right. I, I felt you like had a quarter. the whole time I was trying to break down a, a $1 bill. <laughs> Can I just call <laughs> Well, I think it was a dime back then, wasn't yeah, it? it probably was. But anyways, um, you know, from what we've read and um, super just sweetest girl, smart as could be, um, was even going to graduate and a year early from Lakeside High School, trying to do the right thing, calling her mom, letting her know where she was. And what happened was she ran out of gas and got kind of lost and sidetracked, which is so easy to do right there at Shallowford Road, and ended up on the access road. And it was kind of known where vagrants and homeless people kind of hung out. And unfortunately, these two gentlemen and their gentlemen, come on. Oh yeah, sorry. We <clears throat> yeah, we can't call them that. Nope. Um, what what can we call them? Thugs, scum of scum the world of the, of the earth. Yeah, in their early twenties, had escaped from prison. Now, first Neat. off, anyway, mm. we'll we'll reference the the blog guys, and you you can read about it yourself. But it was a mistake. Well, one guy escaped from um, being on a, like a work thing, you know, when you see them on the highways. Work doing crew. Work. He, yeah. Work crew. He escaped. And then the other guy, his paperwork got mixed up and. Oh, was released. Was released. Jeez. Good Lord. Anyway, so they run into this nice girl who's run out of gas and end up going to the gas station together to get the gas can filled up. The poor gas the guy that works at the gas station didn't know who, what, where, but um, yeah. that's kind of where they were last seen and then ended up driving north to North Carolina. And they asked the gas station attendant, you know, is this the way to North Carolina? They got a map to North Carolina, which is where they were from. And anyway, that's where they ended up murdering her. Um, at a school, Lincoln University, which is just kind of random. I don't know that it's still there, but that's where they ended up tying her to a tree and stabbing her and raping her. And anyway, it's just tragic. And yeah, I guess also on this blog, people have returned to this school and, you know, how people take off on things and talk about how they may have seen her ghost and oh yeah um, that i mean that is why the blog was written yeah because of the ghost yeah anyway just tragic and i guess in our second podcast we were talking about being safe and um i was kind of joking about why i didn't feel safe coming to, to coming to your house <laughs> and unfortunately this just kind of added to it. I remember my dad coming to get me at your house. Um, and when we would leave, he would say, is that's, that's Kathleen Smiley's house. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And so do you 
Do you remember, did y'all move first or did they leave first or uh, kind of the exit? I just remember when I was away for the summer, uh, I came back and my parents were like, we're moving. So I didn't get to say goodbye to anybody, neighbors, um, anything. So I was kind of like, I always felt the pull to go back to that neighborhood and, you know, there's nothing there. But yeah. Little little closure needs to happen there, I'm sure, at some point. I bet. But yeah, didn't get to say goodbye to them. Hmm. Yeah. There goes the Beverly's. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> the, the U-Haul's in the driveway. <laughs> Where are they going now? Where the heck are they going now? But I think, I mean, that was a long time that my parents actually stayed in the same house. So pre-K when you and I met, so from age five to when do you leave seventh grade? Yeah. What age is that? That is 12 or 13. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's that's pretty good for the Beverly's. That's a good Mm -hmm. seven or eight years. Mm -hmm. Um, And I forgot one thing. What? They burned her car. Oh, my God. That's right. So. I mean, what else can you do? Uh, finger Fingerprints. I mean, back then, did we even think about fingerprints? They probably did because they had been in prison. So, yeah. Get rid of all. All the, the evidence. D- well, can. not DNA. Mm. They didn't know about that either, did they? Yeah. So sad. So sad. But yeah, I think that it affected us all and definitely the neighborhood just kind of seemed a little, little sad after that. That's yeah. a lot when you're eight years old in the third yeah. grade. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think you said you had talked to your siblings about it and what you remembered and they remembered were not. I yeah. Mean, yeah. But that's uh, normal because you're eight. And yes. Then- and we had never spoken about it. Oh, wow. So when my siblings and I had a meal, I just brought it up like, listen, I, I think about this all the time. And I, uh, my memories, this is what I remember. And they're like, uh, Kathy and I were really great friends. We, you know, we were too young to talk about marriage. We were just friends, but really great friends. And Jenny and Trisha kind of knew each other. I think I spent more time over there just looking for a family. Mm-hmm. Just, will anybody have me? Mm-hmm. Can can you make me some cookies? Can so, um, yes. <laughs> can I have something that's not water or baby blue skim milk? Why is why is skim milk? Good question here. Why is skim milk a lavender light color blue? Are you talking about the container or the milk? The milk itself. Oh. Yeah. Because that's all my parents um, bought. Skim? Yes. I see. Yes. I don't really know. That's a good Google. Yeah. I don't really have that memory. I think I'm going to write that down. All right. Okay. The color of skim milk. Color of skim milk. So, guys, I'm going to be putting the link on our Instagram. Yeah. It's... um. It's so weird. I thought about this today. It was about a year ago. My partner and I were headed up to, I'm not sure, but we were going up 80. Oh, we were going to Greenville to see her sister. Okay. And you called and I was driving and I was like, "Uh, I can't really talk to you right now because 
I'm at the 985 and the 85 split, and I'm not really sure which direction. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you referenced this, and you said, this is where the Kathy Smiley murder occurred? <laughs> well, they were headed up this direction. Wow. And what? Because I think I mentioned Lake Lanier, and you had just read the blog. <coughs> yes. And so it all triggered. Um, wow. Yeah. It's it's something. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. all these people have, have responded to this blog in the past year or so saying they were so glad to find something online that they could reference and have shared their stories. Oh, and, I'm um, sure. All the lakeside people? Yeah. So what did it say about Kathy's sister, Trisha? So, yeah, uh, as recent as April 2021, a lady had uh, written into the blog and said she was best friends with Trisha. They were 13 and in the seventh grade when this happened. This lady had just moved to Gainesville, Georgia from Atlanta when she saw the headlines in the AJC and there was Kathy's picture mm. in the obituary. And she said she screamed to her dad, that's Kathy, that's Kathy, Trisha's sister. And they ran um, and drove down to the funeral home here in Atlanta. And, oh, gosh, she saw mm. her in the coffin. Oh, my gosh. Hopefully I didn't see that. I hope, I hope not either. And she said that that is etched in her mind forever, and she's now 60 years old. Wow. Um, Bless her she was heart. saying how sweet Kathy was. She would drive she and Trisha around as they could not drive yet. Most older sisters wouldn't cart their younger sister and a friend around. She, she said, was a, heart, she was a kind sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. My heart hurts so bad for Mrs. Smiley and Trisha. She said the next time she tracked her down, she had tried to call the mom and she answered the phone and they were having a wedding reception for Trisha on Kodiak Drive. So I guess they they stayed. Oh, wow. My my thought is if I had a major trauma like that in my home, that I wouldn't be able to stay. I'd have to like get away from the, the miserable yeah. energy in the home or get someone to come and uh, smudge. Sage. Sage. Sage it. Sage you it. You smudge with sage. I yeah. think that's fair. Yeah. Hey, listen, do you think this is why we played Nancy Drew at the church when we would oh hang out? Oh my gosh, we did that. And we would find people's hypodermic needles yeah. on the ground. Did we touch them? We did not. Okay. We just, so I think what happened is it was Wednesday night suppers. Mm, okay. Those Can yeast, I just, the, those the, yeast rolls. the first thing that comes to mind when I think <laughs> about Wednesday night supper is we're sitting across from each other, and I would, of course, said something hilarious. And she would have something in her mouth. She is me. And it would come back into the glass. Yeah, it still happens to this day. Oh, just floating, just uh -huh. things floating. There's the bread. Anyway, so <laughs> we would have supper, and I, um, my parents had choir practice, so... As did we. Yeah, I think ours was before supper. But anyway, oh, yeah. I don't know what your parents were doing. Uh, uh, anyway, 
we, <laughs> but you and I would kind of go walking around the neighborhood. Oh my gosh. Just, with Chasen Harrison. Yeah. And the, the guy that we can't remember his name. Such a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, we would play like Nancy Drew and walk around. And if we found something that looked crazy or weird, like a hypodermic needle sticking in a wall, we'd say, <laughs> oh, I wonder if there was a murder <laughs> here. Um, this is right on Ponce de Leon now, Virginia Highlands. Boy, at the time, I can't oh believe my our gosh. parents let us, or they probably didn't know. They didn't know. We were just gallivanting around. Yes. Crazy. I mean, it was, okay, so we had guys in the church, because my dad had a soup kitchen next door that yeah. Beth Franklin's dad, dad. ran. Yeah, he sure did. And um, the homeless would come. Oh, my gosh. And they pretty much had just open access to the sanctuary, everything. My dad was just like, we need to take care of these war veterans, because they pretty much were war veterans. And B and I would play teacher and psychiatrist. And we would, you know, have the, the not oh. whiteboard, but chalk, chalkboard. And we would have all these big plans up on there. And one of the uh, veterans would come in. And, and I remember one time the really scary guy, the scary guy that made me super uncomfortable. And of course, being a preacher's kid, I was like, hey, welcome. We're playing blah, blah, blah. I mean, he's like, what, 50 years old? And he's sitting there and he completely loses it. And I can't remember if he got up and like slammed the door and left or we were, we ran. Can you remember that? I think we got spooked pretty bad. Woo. Didn't he like scream and get crazy? I can't remember. And it was probably but... because of my teaching skills. Well, <laughs> I forgot about sitting up in your dad's office. Mm -hmm. That was fun. We mm -hmm. better, yeah. No. We could play some. We, we had a great imagination. We sure did. And I mean, learn to entertain ourselves. We sure did. Had to. We spent so much time in that humongous church with halls and halls and halls oh. of empty classrooms. Gosh. I mean, we played hide and go seek <laughs> in that big church. How in the world would we ever find anybody? I bet we would have been like, Ooh, you know, yeah. it was kind of spooky <laughs> now that I think about it. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I had it in my dream for a long time, but it's not in there anymore. Because I think going to Beth Franklin's, was it wedding or funeral for her mom? Uh, or, her yeah. I haven't had a dream since. If I go back to the place, yeah. it stops. Yeah. Do, do you have that experience? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It triggers mm. those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So not that I haven't been paying attention to what we're talking about. Sure. I was reading here. Somebody had written in and asked if these guys had gotten the death penalty. And uh, it looks like they were sentenced to death, then turned over to life when the death penalty was abolished. Uh, but they both died in prison. Well, good. Yeah. Good. Sorry for the dark topic, but we just wanted to follow up for one of our listeners that called in. Yes. So anyway, lots of... um. Lots of opportunities yes. for people to give us some ideas or 
and or suggestions. Perfect. I will be setting up a website. Um, It'll be free and it'll be, you know, no big deal. And we'll have the place that you can go there. That's where I'll have the Google number. So you can call and email us there with questions. I mean, they could be quirky questions like what color toenail polish do you wear? I mean, I'm fine with that. (gasps) Please remind me to share about the foot fetish guy that used to call people at Druid Hills High School. Foot fetish guy. And he would call and say, are you wearing shoes? Are you wearing socks? I kid you not. Okay. All right. So sorry for the big tease about the Glenda Baker recording. Uh, recording um, interview today. Got that wrong. I get lots of stuff wrong and that's okay. But that will be next week. She's on the docket. She is. I'm so excited. Me too. All righty. All right, friends. Well, thanks for listening. And as usual, it's time for Bubbles and Bye-Bye. Namaste. Namaste.